0: Hi, my name is Cecilia Punar, and welcome to this episode of Brave New Women. All around the world, there are amazing, ordinary women doing extraordinary things. Brave New Women is about giving those women a platform and a voice. And it's about changing the way that women are perceived. And it's a way of inspiring all of us to do the things that we've always wanted to do. Today, I'm so pleased to be talking to Ines Gafsi. And Ines is French, but she lives in Hong Kong. And she's the co-founder of a company called Female Entrepreneur Worldwide, or FEW. And FEW is about helping women entrepreneurs grow their business to the next level. She also leads the Hong Kong chapter of an international charity called Inspiring Girls, which is about empowering girls by connecting them with female role models. She's also a speaker, and she's spoken uh, many times um, notably at the South China Morning Post's Game Changers, the American Chamber of Commerce Women of Influence Awards. And she was also voted one of the top 10 female entrepreneurs in Hong Kong by Hong Kong Tatler. So welcome, Ines.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very honored to be part of uh, your podcast. And I think uh, it's uh, it's always exciting to listen to also all the other amazing podcasts that you've done Thanks,
0: thanks, Ines. Um, do you say F E W or do you say few? How do you?
1: Actually, I say F E W, and a lot of people say few, and it's totally
0: fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, Ines, can you tell me first of all about the move from France to Hong Kong?
1: Ah, uh, well, yeah, it was I would say kind of a calculated adventure. Um, I studied luxury brand marketing in business school. And China, obviously being the leading market for luxury brands, I thought it was the right place to develop my career. Uh, However, uh, I did not really have a job to sponsor me or a company to sponsor me to get a visa for China so Hong Kong was kind of an easy entry point mm-hmm. um it was my first time in the region and I didn't really know that Hong Kong was not really China <laughs> um but I landed you know looking for opportunities and uh, not really knowing anyone uh that was already eight years ago and haven't I haven't left since
0: that was a pretty um courageous thing to do <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could say so. I mean, I think for me back then I was always having that idea that I should be living in a different country every 2 years or um I, I've kind of always been a sort of a nomad myself. In every city I've lived, I would move houses every every single year. Um I just love, you know, meeting different people, discovering cultures. I just feel places are so unique even in a, in the same city, you know, living in a different neighborhood make you see a completely different side of a city so i, I just love exploring that way
0: mm. and so tell me about um setting up few how did that happen
1: so i think it's kind of the story of finding my calling <laughs> um because in my early years after graduation i've um actually have i had many career paths i worked uh and worked ex- work experiences because um none of The thing that I did was really what I was looking for. So I kept on searching for what was the thing that I was sort of here for. Um, And so I've ended up quitting all my jobs because I knew that it was not for me. Um, and about six years ago, I started volunteering for an organization called TEDx. So I'm sure everyone is familiar with the big TED talks, right? So TEDx is kind of like um, when someone in a city have the license and sort of organize themselves, uh, the events. And it's really amazing because you find yourself surrounded by innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, um, who really ultimately what they do on stage is sharing their inspiring journey. Um, And it's, it's, so, it's sort of also about finding their calling and life purpose. So funnily enough, it's really at one of these events that I met my business partner, Anna. And as soon as I met her, we, we sort of started talking about how we really wanted to learn more about female entrepreneurship and how we both shared the same vision of, um, you know, really want to empower more women because um, we felt that they were kind of under I mean, we didn't actually knew who we were entrepreneurs and if it was weird, right? Having no role models for ourselves. Um, and that's why we decided, well, look, let's just, yeah, let's just try like to find them and to gather them and, and let's see what happened. And, and really, I would say um, it, it was this kind of really unique moments in life where you meet someone and it's like a turning point in your life because uh, really it was so natural we we just started working together without barely knowing each other. Mm. um, but it was the first time I just felt like yes this is this is why I'm here for and and i kind of i kind of knew deep down that that was it uh and so it, it we just kept on yeah working and 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 the rest of history really we became what we are today and it's quite a it's quite incredible, but I would say to anyone who's looking for something um their calling is really about um spending the time to get out of your comfort zone so good volunteering literally was not something that i was you know i was in this new group that i didn't know anyone but it really opened my eyes and gave me opportunities to meet different people and that's how i found really my my path
0: i think you're very lucky to have found it so so young i think many of us are still searching for it you now in our 50s um what does what does few actually do?
1: Um, so it started as um, we we were a lot of uh, our programs were mostly offline. So we are uh, a business platform for women who want to start a business, and we help them to learn, to find mentors, but also to access different resources to ease their way. And we're basically a support network for them um, to succeed uh, and. Initially, we were doing a lot of offline activities, so a lot of seminar conferences, you know, trying to find um, very successful women who would be willing to, you know, share their secrets and wisdom to their younger peers. Um, And over the years, we were obviously identified many pain points women were facing. So we sort of became more sophisticated in our approach. So uh, we develop um, a membership, which is really sort of a consulting package that um, really gather different resources and, um, and and really our expertise now. After helping so many entrepreneurs over the years, um, and uh, we we obviously have now an online platform, so we we bring more access to women from all around the world um, to really share their story, to gain knowledge from others. Um, and also we think neg- we negotiate a lot of deals for entrepreneurs so we work with all the you know i guess um the typical sort of platform an entrepreneur will need uh, but also services, professional services they would need so that they could access it in um in a cheaper, price, really, because it's all about starting up and being cautious about the budget. (laughs) Um, So now we've actually expanded the network to um, Shenzhen, Shanghai, Singapore. And because we're online, we see a lot of members from really everywhere in Southeast Asia. So our primary primary focus is obviously to be um, the first uh, business platform for women in Asia. But we are also obviously looking into uh, developing in Europe uh, and globally, ultimately.
0: Mm, wow! And what was the what was the most difficult thing about setting up um, FEW?
1: Um, well, I guess it's probably what I observe too. Most people who are starting is is sort of first knowing what exactly you are, <laughs> what you want to be. Because I think there's always tons of great ideas, and it's all about finding really the focus and like where can we really add value. And differentiate ourselves from others in the market um but also at, like everything that starts it's about um gaining traction and sort of uh really finding also the different revenue stream we have to be sustainable at the end of the day even where when we launched we were thinking are we a charity are we um yeah we we're just really not sure and uh, even even a charity needs to be sustainable so it's it, there's no it's, there's not really any problem in finding a revenue stream for your business. it's more about um yeah the right way to to set it up and so it makes sense for your clients and for the business itself. so i think that that was something we struggled with because um we were always divided in how can we help the most and not really like who were really the 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 person we could charge for our service and we realized actually, corporates um, who are willing to support more entrepreneurs are actually the right people to work with. And they, a lot of the corporates we work with support all the programs that we run, uh, the sponsor at the different events that we do. And it's all about, obviously, for them, uh, looking at their ESG report. Uh, and this is something we can help. So we really found that fine balance between supporting women and also uh, thriving uh, in, in doing so.
0: And so it's more a sponsorship model.
1: Sponsorship model, but also um, we still, you know, have different revenue streams. So we have like a lot of events. We still do a lot of events. People know us for events because we started in that way. We used to host around 40 different events per year. Gosh. um, Which are, (laughs) Yeah we were busy (laughs) um and and now on our platform we're actually going to start developing in the sense that uh women can also make money through consulting so we find a lot of really amazing experts and um and just women that could share their stories and expertise to others and really helping them um making business out of it through our our platform so this is also uh, our model
0: Mm, fantastic and um have you got any particular success stories with clients that that really stand out um
1: there's quite a lot a lot of different things that we've done um i think for us uh the success story is always when we receive you know a message from a woman that was supported and saying how you know uh she managed to do what we were sort of where she was struggling or um especially we help a lot of women now finding mentors so um, having a mentor, you know, that can really help them solve their business problem, or even sometimes, which is more on the personal side, um, is really, um, you know, unlocking a lot of possibilities for them. And this is where um, we really see our words, and also a lot of the connections that were made during our events. So sometimes we actually have messages from our members saying, "Oh." we met at your event and now we're starting a business together and you know, these kind of things, it's, um, yeah, it's really priceless. And and obviously when uh, a member send us, um, oh, thanks to your article, I received a call from a big publication and I'm having now an interview, uh, on the regional level. So yeah, there's, there's tons of, um, you know, rewarding moments like that, that where we feel like we, we know why we're here and that we're really making a difference in these women's life.
0: Mm, that's fantastic and can you tell me about uh, inspiring girls yeah so inspiring girls actually was
1: um an opportunity that came to me um from one of our clients actually who um identified me as the right person to set up um this in this the chapter of this charity so it's an international charity they operate in 20 different countries and Um, what they do is uh, is all about bringing role models to meet with young girls who are age uh, 15 to 18 um, to really um, help them identify uh, what kind of career they could take, uh, what career path they could take. So bringing women from different walks of life, really showing a diversity uh, especially in, you know, male dominated industries like STEM, art culture, um, because, at the end of the day, we still see, um, a very small number of women in this, um, fields. And it's usually, you know, at very young age that you make a decision of taking a certain career path. It's not so much at university, actually, it's way earlier. And by influencing these girls to actually having role models who are, uh, you know, biologists or, um, yeah, any kind of scientists um or even astronauts you know like you can you name it there's so many interesting careers in in science and technology but i think girls might not have the around them people that you know that even sometimes they just look at their parents really so um it's hard to sort of break that uh constant sort of um mm. the girls keep choosing the same careers and like not really branching into these um interesting STEM carriers. So so really the role of Inspiring Girls is to try to, to change this. And um, when I heard about their work, it just really resonated with me because I guess it, it, it come back to what I said earlier. It took me a while to find really my path. And I wish that I had someone, you know, that could have told me uh, about what it is to be in a technology career. Because uh, I may have choose that, and and I and, and I mean it's it's really important to I think to me to do this. <laughs> so I've decided to um, launch the Hong Kong chapter, and um, I'm yeah put together a great team, and now we work with uh, around ten schools in Hong Kong, and we've already done um, the first sort of uh, pilot program, and it's it's really amazing. Like the the feedback that we're getting is um some like a lot of the girls are actually uh really excited they feel that uh, it's a really unique chance for them to, to to attend such program and even the teachers are very excited to keep working with us so sort of on an ongoing basis which is amazing and what we were aiming for um so yeah i mean for me it's a it's also a personal um success to be able to work on a more local even more local sort of um basis because i really wanted to have an impact on the local population in a way and i feel the view being such an international uh, network it's great but i think inspiring girls really helps me to also reach to um, a more local audience
0: and um uh, can you remember any of the comments the particular comments that the girls have said were there any that stand out?
1: Oh wow, there yeah, there's one actually that was really amazing. Like she said something about um how hard this year was for, for them really with COVID and and the overall sort of ambience that is affecting pretty much, yeah, hardly um students and young people, and um, obviously not only, but um and she said how she loved inspired girls for really bring her bring sort of a some lights at the end of the tunnel, sort of really bringing some hope um, in a brighter future. Uh, and the fact that she saw the passion of all these women, the different role models that she heard from the stories, like uh, really motivated her. Um, and, and I think that was, yeah, that was the one of the best comments that we
0: received. Mm, that's lovely. And um, Ines, I wanted to ask you, what do you think it, it is in in you? that's meant that you've been such a success?
1: Um, well,
0: I'm, as I'm
1: sure you've heard that. I, I think success is, yeah, there's, there's still more to come for me to feel fully successful. But I would say I consider my success, the fact that I can wake up every day and work for something that I built and that I believe in. Um, and this is not something so easy to do. Um, but I think what the fact that I've always been very driven to, not really settle for something that is not right for me is um, what probably set me apart and um, allow me to do what I do today. Um, And the idea also of dreaming big, I I tend to see a lot of women who are sort of always thinking, Oh, I'm doing this business. It's going to be something small, just on the side, you know, always minimizing things. And I feel that if you're not really dreaming big about even your own ideas Um, it's quite hard for you to sort of grow um, to a certain level. And uh, actually, I learned that a lot from my business partner. So she was always the one saying, yeah, we're going to go global, even from day one. She was like, we're going to be a global platform. And I was like, are you sure? We should be called just Female Entrepreneurs Hong Kong. And she was like, no, no, no. We're going to be female entrepreneurs worldwide. And I was like, wow, okay, sure. And it scares a bit, obviously thinking in that way at first time. But then I learned to really... Look at things in in a certain way that we should always aim for higher. We should always dream bigger, um, because this is how you really grow, and and you you end up in places that you've not even thought of. Um, And that's really the rule, I think, for business in general. Um, It shouldn't be about reaching what's accessible. It's about looking for uh, what
0: seems impossible. Do you notice other things in the women entrepreneurs that you're working with that are holding them back besides dreaming big? Are there other themes Um, that come out? I think,
1: yeah, I think uh, often it's about capital. So they're really always afraid about um, raising funds for their business ideas. They're always looking into bootstrapping their idea and, you know, being cautious on that end, which can be, of course, at the very beginning when you don't have traction, could be one way to do it. But um, again, if you're looking to do something more than just a you know a very small business then you do need to have capital and you shouldn't be afraid to to raise if you think that your idea is worth, um yeah worse getting invested for so I, I feel like the main problem I see in women is that they are a bit too cautious you know always sort of not really taking risk, even though it's a risk, of course, to start a business. And it's already, you know, taking um, a stress on like financial security and the fear of the unknown. Um, but somehow um, you really need to, again, aim for bigger. And and this is how you can really sustain a, a business. And it's it's also not for everyone. I also see a lot of women that are more into the you know the the glamour of of starting a business thinking that oh yeah it's going to be my passion it's going to be um my own schedule flexible but the reality is like when you start a business you end up working way more than if you were in a corporate world uh and it's also um yeah, it's, it's, it's also not, um, you know, it comes down, business comes down to numbers. It comes down to maybe all the less glamorous part of it. And you kind of have to wear so many hats. And, um, and I see a lot of people sort of, yeah, having this fantasy of like what it is to run a business. And this is no surprise that, you know, 90% of even more than 90% of the startups fail because it's really not for everyone. And I think this is what we do a lot with our work is to remind people like they really have to, build a, uh, a thick skin <laughs> in a way and and sort of really be um a dreamer but also somehow a, a practical dreamer
0: mm. Mm. and in um i've just got two two questions that i like to finish with first is as a woman have you has that been uh in your career positive or negative or neutral um it's a good question i feel
1: it has been positive at the beginning of my career, um, but somehow in a negative way. So I would explain myself. Uh, I would say that I would easily get hired by men, often actually, um, uh, to different roles. Um, but I found that sometimes when raising an opinion uh in a business meeting, I was not really no one would really listen to me. And I was I always felt that I was kind of um especially when I was younger, I remember really adopting my capabilities and um just opting in general like if I was in any good for the role because it just felt that I was there um but I was not really um impacting the business so much. And so this is also what frustrated me a lot um by working just in a normal corporate setting because I really wanted to have an impact in a business. I wanted to be involved a lot in many different things and somehow being always um, set aside really not in you know, a decision making place um maybe probably go faster to the entrepreneurial world uh where i am today mm-hmm. um and and i think in general um so there's a lot of positive and the advantages of being a woman is sometimes you know in a negotiation um i think women have somehow the the charm you know of being able to negotiate in a way that it's very win-win uh we're really we're able to put ourselves in the shoes of the person in front of us um but i think in a way um yeah it can be a disadvantage um if you like especially to other women we see we have we receive now sometimes attacks you know like oh but we're too pretty or we're too pink or we're too glamorous or we're like as if you know there's a certain way to do business that is not the way we're setting and and that always, like, shocked me and surprised me that it all sometimes comes from actually women. Um, and and I think we have that problem, women, that we have so many... We've grown up in a world that is so male-dominated that we have so many misconceptions of, like, how business should be done. Um, and and that's why we end up probably having a lot of judgments um, about other women ourselves, so... It's, it will take some time, I think, to change really all this
0: conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for us, we just obviously, you know, stay strong <laughs> and stay strong for what we believe in, really.
0: And that's the message that I hear from so many of the women I speak to, that they're not being listened to. That's a that's a really big one. Um, Ines, is there a message that you'd like to give to the people who are listening or is there anything that we've missed or anything anything at all that you'd like to say to to finish off?
1: Probably I will end with, um, and I'm sure I, I told you this story, but I, uh, it happened again to me yesterday. I was asking a woman to join Inspiring Girls as a role model. And she looked at me and she said, oh, but I don't think I'm a role model. And and I was like, I'm pretty sure for a 15-year-old girl, you are, and your story matters, and your experience matters. Um, and I really think that um, we should all take the time, spend the time to really sort of write down what is it that is our strengths? What is it that we have built? Um, just, just really sort of look look at this on the paper, right, and just realize that um, yeah, anyone who's, who's gone through career, um, even if it's still junior, uh, has already achieved something and it's worth celebrating it. Uh, and it's it's worth sharing that, um, being proud of it and sharing this with younger peers because this is really how you lift up others. Um, and 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 everyone is a role model uh, for somebody so we should all be proud of what we've been achieving
0: Mm. and that's something I I hear over and over again when I'm asking people to um, be interviewed for the podcast and they say well you know why do you want to interview me or I'm not very good at interviews or they've got something negative to say (laughs) (laughs) pull themselves down Ines, thank you so much for for your time. Um, I think that the work that you're doing in in Hong Kong and and worldwide for women entrepreneurs is is absolutely fantastic. And I think that you're certainly a role model for many, many people. Um, So thank you for your time. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Brave New Women. Certain podcast sites such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser let you leave a rating and a review the more ratings and reviews we get the more people will listen and the more these women's stories will be shared so i'd really appreciate it if you could thanks for listening